It's time to grab the bull by the horns. Yes. Here in Bullshit, Thursday, maybe the morning, maybe the afternoon, maybe the night, whenever you listen to your podcast, it is uh, clearly your favorite podcast. <laughs> I'm looking at a competitive podcaster as I say this. Spoiler alert. Uh, my name is Ben Johnson. I'm the host of Beer and Bullshit. Uh, with me usually is my co-host Chris. Chris is out of town, and so by way of a substitute, a stand-in, a guest, a treasured guest, uh, we have another Chris. We mentioned him so many times on the show. We figured it's time to actually just have yes. him on. Oh, and he's getting pasta delivered to him. That's the best way to start a podcast. There's a mouthful of penne. Oh, boy. Uh, it's Chris Schreier, everyone. Hey, guys. Sorry for the little interruption. Now, I also have to apologize to my wife for giving her a sh- shut, the, shut the fuck up. I'm on a very important beer podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Chris, are you going to eat that pasta now? What What's going to happen? I'm very curious to see. Should we stop the show? I'll fit it in. Don't worry. <laughs> that's what she said hey oh that's the level of comedy and sophistication we'll bring to the show for those who don't know chris uh no you if you listen to my show you know chris because we somehow seem to mention him on every show yeah uh, chris is the host of the toronto beer podcast chris you used to be the owner writer proprietor of the toronto beer blog if you also stopped blogging because people stopped reading that's exactly what happened yeah, I figured as much. Uh, yeah, it uh, you know it's a bit of a long story. I could I could tell you the whole thing, but you're that's exactly what it is. Is people stopped listening or reading and started listening, and so it seemed more appropriate to uh, podcast. And may I say to my dozens of podcast listeners, I'm thankful for all of you. <laughs> it's uh, it's much harder to get uptake on uh, the podcast, at least for me. Oh God, we're already getting meta and talking about podcasting. Yeah. Anyway. I feel like the uh, the things that you crave for dopamine, like likes and shares, came easier in the blogging world. Or maybe people are just less engaged with all things craft beer these days. I don't know. Yeah, I think the, the format definitely doesn't lend itself to as much interaction, which is part of the reason why I do it live on, on Instagram, is because at least I get some kind of feedback. Um, because it's otherwise, usually, it's just you screaming into the it's void. usually me. Often you. Sometimes Rob Mora. Uh, <laughs> often my wife. Yeah, yeah, I've got some I've got some regulars, but at least you get some feeling like there's something coming back. But uh, yeah, there was nothing better than getting that notification that somebody had commented on your blog post. Ooh, okay. juicy. I loved it. I love the fights and the things that happen. And you know what? We're going to dig into the old school world of uh, beer on the Internet. And our guest tonight is perfect for that conversation. I guess we can spoil it. He's not here yet. We actually are recording this introduction, waiting for him to just drop in. So he could come at any minute. But our guest tonight is Cass Enright, uh, arguably like the godfather of Ontario internet beer world, I would say. It goes back a long way. We'll get into it when when he gets here. But if you're not into like navel gazing and, you know, reminiscing about the glory days of 2012 on the internet beer world, you might want to check out now, but that's probably where this is going tonight. I'm excited. Uh, personally. Yes. How, how has your week been? I know you, uh, you're an, you're an avid uh, rugby player and yes. fan and, and I coach believe you're, and co and your children play rugby or one that's of right. your, one of your children. Both. Wow. That's yeah, a lot the- of rugby. That's a lot of rugby. I just came from training myself. It was hot and sweaty. And uh, but yeah, no, it's it's been a, a heck of a summer for the rugby family that we are uh, a lot of games, a lot of driving, but uh, but but well worth it. Well worth it. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm always uh, I always laugh a little bit because you post the things on the Internet about rugby. I'm like, who's who's engaging this content? Like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like there's people that like, I will say pretend to like soccer, the kind of people that call it football. And and I always kind of laugh, like, stop, just stop. We don't need internet content about your pretend love of football. It does seem clear that you are a big fan of rugby, but I feel like the enthusiasm of your followers maybe is like, you're not getting that engagement. I'm like, I don't even, is this a team or this is a New Zealand team? What are you talking about right now? Yeah, no, I've literally never had a single person uh, who listens to my podcast or follows any of my social media make any sort of attempt even to engage on the rugby front. It is really like a 
I'm just speaking an entirely different language. That said, I do get a lot of engagement from rugby people on my rugby yeah. content. So that's nice. Maybe you'll find the crossover. Maybe there's a beer and bullshit segment that's really into rugby. And they're just like, finally, there's a guy who talks about beer. And I can't rugby. believe it. We've been waiting for him for so long. Nice. Yeah. All right. You want to take five and eat? I'm conscious that you're starving probably because you train. Turn the camera off. Inhale. When Cass comes back, we'll, we'll pick this up again. That sounds perfect. Okay. That it, I'm not sure where I'm going to edit that, but Chris has inhaled a plate of pasta in record time and rebooted his computer. A and, little uh, known fact, Ben, is that I my first career was a line chef. <clears throat> I genuinely thought I might be a professional chef for my whole life at one point. Okay. I got out of that. But what you learn is when a plate gets misfired. So yeah, it's yeah. like the salmon that's special. Dinner. That's your dinner when you eat it when you can. I know. And I've it, been there. And if if you want it hot, <laughs> you yeah. gotta get it down. Yeah. <laughs> no, I so. I do spend some time as a line cook. There was oh, no I thought key. you were in front of us. Both. I did it all. I was a dishwasher. I was a prep cook. I was a, I was pans. I mostly did the sauter. We called that. <laughs> yeah. It was fucking Krabby Joe's. There was no fancy French word for it. I was <laughs> pan man. Uh, and then I did bartending and serving too, but yeah, a lot of like eat when you can hovered over a garbage can and uh, your dinner is the free soup you get and uh, a dozen cigarettes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and a guy might cut a line of coke on your uh, cutting board. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Good times. Everyone should work in a restaurant uh, once in their lives. Well, like I'm not even joking. We just kind of like shit on the the industry, and it is grueling and terrible. And some restaurants I worked in were the worst places in the world. But everyone should do it once in their life to appreciate. It's not that fun, and uh, you should take care of the people who take care of you. Well, and especially if you do get a an array of experiences, um, you know, like you say, kind of working in a real kind of, <clears throat> let's say, not as the most culinarily advanced place. And mm-hmm. y- you get a mix of characters later in life that serves you well, because people will be like, oh, man, can you believe this dickhead boss I've got? And you can be like, oh, I've had worse yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah josh in in uh in management's not that bad a guy to be honest with you He's... right try working for the owners of baton rouge and the eaton center you want to fucking exactly every day <laughs> i don't think that place that place is no longer around so i guess i can say that but, oh my god it was is it weird. gone it is gone the last time i was in toronto i took my son to harry potter and we walked by and it's some other franchise you know meat place i don't know what it is yeah, now, but yeah. there's some like barbacoa but it's like right. really low quality beef <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that was a i remember a walking out of that place one day like late at night and just fucking i'd lost like i literally lost like 25 pounds because i just lived on soup and cigarettes and uh i was like trying to buy tokens for the subway and this woman i didn't know was like do you work at baton rouge i was like oh because of my and i didn't have the tie on and she's like no i could just tell by the way you you look beaten down by the world oh my gosh yeah i thought you were gonna tell me she was a regular and she recognized you no because they have so many pretty depressing too (laughs) no no the the, i think the proximity to the theater it it drew a lot of like actor types and so there's just like a never-ending rotation of people who wanted to work in theater or acting that worked there as a part-time job so they just chewed people out chewed people up and spit them out it was awful a lot of people working on their screenplay yeah or yeah or just like acting on the side like it's a good job to let me go do auditions or whatever they were doing yeah fair enough if you're auditioning during the day you're probably not getting called to work at 11 a.m that's right yeah that is a location i or even a franchise i've i've never been to once not sad to say uh, you're not really missing anything i don't think this ribs i think was the deal like i barely remember it i blocked it <laughs> even back then i didn't eat meat so are we are we drinking beer on this beer podcast? well i was wondering the same thing i've been clinking away i've got a jar of uh ice water here because i'm hot as balls but i got some beers okay i've, I've i'm ready i've had uh i had a cocktail prepping the show which basically just meant googling Cass Enright and trying to catch up but now I'm ready for a beer and I I brought uh what oh Miami Vice you son of a bitch that's my one of my favorite beers maybe my favorite beer actually wow it I know it's a bold claim and you always get asked that question I figured I just need an answer but that one that one is usually my answer I'm going with side launch wheat I don't remember the last time I bought one but uh, they've, uh, I don't know. This is the new production facility? 
I don't know that they're there yet, but mm. they are. I don't see if there's any details on the can. Because well, and they're they, not closing Collingwood, are they? They're no, just, no, 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 no. Yeah. But they're they're also bringing production here to London, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. Um, Michael Hancock still drinks it, and he says it's still as good as when he was doing it. So that fucking is good enough for me, right? It's positive. I did get the opportunity to have the Arbite, which is the one that he made with Bim at Godspeed. Yes. That was something. I had, I had some serious FOMO when those collabs were happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, ongoing i saw photos of them hanging out at the brew house like like up on the brew house deck like, yeah i, mean, I keep seeing ago. like random like jordan st john will be there and they're just hanging out yeah. it's just this beer bromance i think like finds like it's like tweety in uh in ottawa they just like oh you're really good at making beer i'm really good at making beer let's be friends now okay well okay. i think part of it as well i i don't think i was gonna say he's an underappreciated person that's not true at all if anybody in the brewing scene in ontario doesn't appreciate michael hancock they they're they, i mean they don't know what the hell they're talking about yeah but i think it's easy to kind of because he's a bit of an elder statesman like just oh michael yeah have him around for an event or something but i think bim's very much like i want to learn as much as i can from you <laughs> yeah yeah he's not a mascot he, he barely wants to know he wants people to know he's there uh, yeah. Cass has entered the chat he's waiting Ooh. for me to admit him are you prepared i was born ready for the international man of beer mystery Cass enright mystery he doesn't even know we're already recording let's just bring him in never done this before this feels like smartless Cass, we're recording you're we're looking at your picture and you're on my unmute hello and welcome to the show <laughs> hello how's it going guys good man how are you i'm all right hi Cass. long time oh long time <laughs> pre-covid at least this yeah. is our, we don't usually do a cold open chris and i were mid-chat recording and uh you you popped in so i hope you're ready to go because we are let's do it i've been practicing all day Okay, oh, Chris just spirit. inhaled pasta in four minutes, and it's going to make for some weird audio later, but uh, <laughs> he's fueled up. We've cracked beers, and you're about to crack one, too. I'm going to crack, so you're going to get this on the audio here. Perfect. Love that. There we go. Too oh, far I didn't get it. Yeah. You fucking blew it. No, <laughs> I think it's the Zoom filter. They they compress that stuff out. It occurred to me, Castle, I don't know what you're pouring, but I lied. I have seen you since COVID because we we did those video calls with the uh for uh for the say what uh the beers that they do with Oh dirt. yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. those. Yeah, oh yeah. That was fun. Yeah, that was good times. Yeah, sorry back in the video that. calling days. Yeah, yeah. When Zoom meetings were the done thing. That was it. So the last time I saw you as well, you set something up. I was on a panel with nine people just talking about beer. Just wait. I got something for you for in person soon. Ooh. Oh, hot. <laughs> Cass, I got to ask you a question. Um, sure. Have, have you grown substantially or is that a very small glass? Because that was. <laughs> <laughs> you know Cass what? Cass is drinking out of a thimble right now, apparently. Okay. We're going to get into your gigantism right away. Sure. Um, it's a bit of a soft subject. I'm sorry, guys. I hope I haven't grown much during COVID, but <laughs> I actually just like drinking out of like festival size glasses. I don't know if that's just a weird thing, but I, I, I kind of like just continuing to pour. I don't know if it's just sort of the, it's the very action European. of it. It's very but Yeah. Yeah. So um, in fact, I just was editing a video of mine where I talked to a guy about Cologne, Germany and the, where they drink out of the little stounges. Yeah. And I kind of just like that, that format. So I don't usually drink like pint sized glasses at home. I don't know. I just, I, I have like a shelf full of all my little festival glasses and that's what I usually drink out of. So, and yeah. it makes me look like a giant. My, uh, my dad would, looks big. Yeah, you look huge. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, I should have, I have a big, huge clay mug that uh, Potter made for me. That's actually a liter. He was aiming for about 700 mil, but it's a real crapshoot how they shrink. And it ended mm -hmm. up being like a liter. So it's like a, it's like a stein. And uh, when I drink out of it, it makes me look very small. So we could. Yeah. <laughs> you have tiny man fetish and Craig and Craig cast has big man fetish. That's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cass, we kind of did an intro just letting folks know that you were coming. Uh, I referred to you as the international man of beer mystery, as is my want. I don't know Thank if you, you remember, but yes, for five years, that was how I wrote about you and everything I wrote about. I never explained why, but that was your title and blog to you. I, I Googled today to make sure those were still live and they are. <laughs> I love that title and I, I still welcome it. Good. So no we problem get, there. We'll have shirts made. 
but you are, I, I would say you're the, you're the OG. I said, I think I called you the OG of beer on the internet in Ontario. Cause I mean, the bar towel, I can't even find how long it goes. I think it, it predates record keeping. That's how old <laughs> bar towel, well, but how long has it been I, going? So I was thinking about this in, in anticipation that you might ask me. And <laughs> I registered the domain name in 1998. Whoa. And, <laughs> and it was done um, as I was about to graduate university because that was the name of my printed newsletter about beer back at U of T. And wow. you guys may remember that, you know, like sort of indie magazines, zines were called rags. Yeah. That's why I called my newsletter the Bartel. It was okay. the official rag of my beer club that I had at U of T. And so a mystery 25 years old solved. Yeah. It. Yeah. Wow. So I registered the domain name in 98 for an obscene amount of money because domains cost a ton back then. <laughs> right. And so I booked one, Bartel.com, and no others for many years. Uh, with the intention of just continuing to write because that's what I did in university, right. old school, like printed, like that's yeah. how, how crazy old this was. And I, I did that for a couple of years. And then the forum basically in its current form started in 2001. And that's, crazy. And that's, that's, I mean, it's still going. Um, and, and it's, it, it, I mean, I, I like to think of it as sort of like the archive for Ontario beer, at least up to a certain period. It really certain is. time. Because it is. If you go back and search, you can find like the start of Bose and the start of Mill Street and the start of this and the start of that. And like all those things that were so important to today's beer scene were talked about there and nowhere else. And and unlike other social media sites that are impossible to search, you can actually find this stuff and it's, it's all still right there. Yeah. yeah it's, and, it is true. Like I, the, the shit happens in the Ontario beer world. It starts as kind of like a rumor mm -hmm. and then, then there's a blog post and like, it's all yeah. here. They're all confirmed. It's opening. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's the entire archives yeah. of Ontario beer. Well, but yeah. even back then you would have had people like Steve Beauchene as an active user being like, Hey guys, I'm thinking about starting up a brewery and everyone would be like, Whoa, cool. And like, no one would be negative about it. Everyone would be like, when, how? And it like, you can almost kind of watch that sort of stuff happen in real time. Mm -hmm. Well, it's funny. You should bring up Steve. Here's what actually happened on the Bartel. Somebody posted a rumor of a brewery coming to Van Cleek Hill and Steve posted up saying, how did you know about this? Oh, was wow. Like <laughs> it was the and, first and, leak. Also, it's Ontario, the first leak. <laughs> yeah, the first, you've leaked my news too early. So, Ontario Ben, you'd beer. appreciate that that was the scoop the scoop era on the Bartel. I love it. And uh, that's what happened. Seven with that. people, seven people knew it was coming. Seven people knew about it. Steve lost his shit. <laughs> before anybody else. <laughs> there was nowhere, nowhere else for anybody to talk about it. So, the seven just kept talking about it on Bartel. Amazing. So. They were like, man, if we had some sort of service where we could post this to a group of friends and they would all just see it in their feed, that'd be something. And then right. eight years later, along came Facebook. I'm almost like, do we need to explain what a what a for, what a forum is? Like, how I don't know how the youngest well, listeners are, but like, I guess the like, thing is, is that I mean, people still use Reddit, right? That's right, effectively a forum, right? You know, it's 100%. just it's it's a lot. I mean, the yeah. scale is is way huger, but the basic kind of concept of like threaded conversations on reddit is what bartel was is yeah um, that's really the only like one five... that kind of has any traction anymore in, in sort of the the grand scheme of things people are still posting like five days ago i saw there was there's stuff still happening right now although i will say nary a mention of beer and bullshit i of course had to search for the term today no one's ever mentioned beer and bullshit on bartel. you know ben you're always welcome back to post about yourself i welcome <laughs> self-promotion Okay, I'm there. You had me in self-promotion. <laughs> Reddit Reddit hates me for it. Maybe the Bartel will buy my people. I know, but it. actually, the last time I was referenced on Bartel, because I had to look that up too, was 2019. Mm. It's been, I'm irrelevant. Ben well. Johnson is such a Wally fucking male feminists, LOL. 
That was that was my mention. You know. Wait, does so that mean you, you're fucking male feminists or you are a fucking male feminist? I think you can do both, as far as I'm concerned. But you I'm know, not I, sure what being a Wally is. I think that sounds kind of cool. And I, I've always thought that the Bartel didn't have the kind of social media toxicity that exists out there, but I guess it does for you, Ben. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I, I bring out the toxicity in every social media. Platform. <laughs> it follows Ben like a cloud, <laughs> just floats above him. Ah, what can I say? I'm a Wally. <laughs> Okay, so so the did the Bartel spawn because you I mean you have a day job like all of us, but you tried to spin beer into some uh, dollars every once in a while, and you had maybe I'm jumping way ahead in your chronology, but the Brewers Backyard series is kind of when I first remember you being on the radar for like I know here's a thing to write about. I mean, mm-hmm. not that the Bartel wasn't something to write about, but like as a guy covering yeah. Toronto beer news, it was like oh here's a cool series of events and. You may have gone the, down the evil route of small glassware, but I recall the brewer's backyard promised full pint sizes and family-friendly environment, which was always yep. both amazing things in my in my opinion. Well, you know, I I guess the the common thread through a lot of the things I've done in beer is I just I wanted to do things a bit different, and so preceding Brewer's Backyard, I did the Golden Tap Awards because mm-hmm. I wanted to have an awards event that was not like the others, which were the pay to play, you know, judged awards. And right. so I made that where everybody could vote Tread carefully because I think for, they pay you to host those things now. So don't shit on them too much. <laughs> they don't pay me. Okay. Okay. You shit on them all you want. <laughs> <laughs> but um you know, I wanted an awards show where everybody could vote and have a say on who wins. And that was that. And then, yeah, there was a time where I looked at the festival scene and I was like, look, it's 19 plus, it's high ticket prices, it's um, high cost. I mean, all those things. And I was like, well, I, you know, I'd like to create a better way. And so we started that series that was about full glass enjoyment of beers. It was about no admission fee. It was about family friendly. And it was amazing like how the response of that and how brewers told me that it was their favorite event to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was very, it was contrary to, to sort of what people thought that full glasses led to less drinking than small right. glasses did. And so it made for a better atmosphere. And then I've always said, this over my life that the the segment of the population that needs a drink more than anybody else is a parent of a young child. And they got shut out of like these beer fests that were 19 plus. And sure enough, we did this and then everybody came and um, it was a really great time. And it was very gratifying to um, sort of do something that, you know, kept me involved in the community because like the bar towel, was basically kind of the place for, you know, the serious beer kind of geek type person, mm-hmm. of which I am one of, so I can say that. Sure. Um, and over time, you know, a lot of the industry sort of kind of drifted away. And then the the Brewer's Backyard was a way to sort of re-engage in that scene and I think you it's know, like, st- stay connected. It may sound weird to, I don't again, I don't know the demographics of my listeners, but like, because I feel like beer events are pretty ubiquitous now. So the fact that you were doing that then, like it was, it was, it was unique. Like I, I can't uh, stress that enough. Like, I mean, I feel like I could find a beer event in Toronto. Maybe I'm, you know, wrong about this because I don't live there anymore, but I feel like beer events are everywhere now. There's a brewery everywhere, but back in the day, it was pretty cool that you were doing this and you were, you know, independent, just wanted to support craft beer. I feel like, a lot of people got into like, let's host an event because craft beer is hot and I can make money mm. off it. And that never was your vibe. And I think I, I will say this every time I started to go down a thread of like the craft beer world, it was like, yeah, Cass did that. Like I was like, I was following in your footsteps a lot. Like Cass, I was like, I was raging about like, we need to free our beer. Like Cass did a fucking campaign called free our beer. Like yeah. I'm going to do a Bounding member of Toronto Cass beer week. A fucking podcast. Like I was, yeah. I was like, the, I was like the new Cass, but I was like, Cass already did this. It was always like, stop trying to be Cass. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I, again, like I said, everything I've always just tried to do things to push beer forward in, in the province. And 
you know, I like, even though I was, I wasn't a parent at, at the time, I, I, you know, I was frustrated that there was the, the way the festivals were run. And, and it always felt like, you know, there was sort of profiteering going on with like you wanted children organizers. around you. We get it. It's not weird. You wanted to drink with children. <laughs> you know, well, you know it's, it's fun. It's funny though. <laughs> like, so I 100% took my son, Ben, to at least a few of the brewer's backyards. <clears throat> but the other place that we could reliably go with him and like patrons might not be loving it, but the staff and the ownership and unsurprisingly it's, it's Ralph never gave us a hassle was we could go to Volo, like even for an event. And I could sit on the patio at an event at Volo with Ben on my knee and they wouldn't hassle us, but like other places, either you knew you just weren't able to go in or you would, and there would just be such a production about bringing a kid in and they were acting as if he was going to have any memory of all the drunk people stumbling around him. I'm like, he's 18 months old. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. still a debate. I, maybe not so much in Ontario, but I see a lot of like threads on American like meme pages of people just, some people just hate having kids in breweries. I'm like, where do you want us to go? Like, that's the only place we can go with kids. <laughs> like, I'm not going to Chuck E. Cheese. I'm like, <laughs> I need to go to a nice place. It's an industrial space. The owners often have their kids running around. Anyway, we've been, we had this debate a hundred times on this podcast. It's always not really a debate because it's common sense. Well, and we should actually appreciate what we have because I was just down in the Southern United States and, you know, I got carted at just about every tap room I went to, right. which was just weird for right. one thing <laughs> but it's also a lot of 21 plus after like eight o'clock and like all these rules and i was just like geez you know you know a lot of things i did in beer was i i wanted to do things because i wanted to see change here mm -hmm. if i could do something to try to affect that then i would try and you know that was free our beer that was uh you know that was trying to dabble in importing that was the brewer's backyard that was all those things to try to like well I want to see the change, so I might as well try to do it. See what happens. Yeah, I can learn. I can learn something. Maybe, maybe something will change. Now, I believe you were the first person to bring propeller into the LCBO, if I recall. Is that the case? It was Garrison. It was Garrison. Oh, Garrison, Garrison. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Somebody else did propeller, and then I. There was only the two breweries out there at the time, and so um, I, I got connected with Garrison, and we brought them in. And we, that was the first, that was one of the first times an Imperial IPA was at the LCBO. Yep. I remember that's that. what we brought in. Yeah. And then, and then they did a five beer release back when the LCBO did those like brewery features. Um, and it was, that was cool. It was cool to see. It was, it was a pain to, to do say, it. The short version seems to be that it's not worth the effort financially. Well, like, I'm no longer an importer. Right. So that's all you need to know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like presumably you thought the floodgates might open, but like actually this is a fucking massive pain in the ass and the LCBO is still hard to work with. Fuck this. <laughs> well, but, well. but I would I would almost counter it still is a nightmare to work with from an importing point of view. And especially if you're trying to do like private orders and stuff like that. It, it is and it isn't. It's just there's a lot of bureaucracy because it's freaking government. Right. And for but, breweries, it's almost not like worth the effort. Like I got to pay how much to add a sticker because I don't do have to do ABV in my jurisdiction. Fuck off! I'll just right. go to Buffalo. Like yeah, from from the the other end's point of view, it's it's pretty lousy too. But culturally, that was the the pebble that started the cascade that kind of shifted the LCBO from really looking at beer as like a a thing that they sold, but like their focus was wine and spirits. They were like the beer store does beer. We've got some beer, but they, nobody cared about that, that market. And it was through the likes of Cass and a couple of other people really being like, guys, we can make this more interesting. We can, we can engage mm -hmm. people with new products and, and it will be good for you. You guys will yeah. see increased sales, you know? Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's hard to say what kind of caused the tide to turn, whether it was the interest of drinkers trying to import stuff that we didn't have that convinced the LCBO to bring that in or convinced the brewers to start making it. But yeah, like it was, it was that groundswell of, of enthusiasm back in the day when, I mean, I, you know, you go back to the bar tile, we used to organize great divide private orders of the Yeti Imperial Stout. And would like get 60 cases 
<laughs> together from just the people on the site. And like the LCBO must have known that that was like they, they had to have seen that. And there's like, well, there's something here that we may not have have known about. It's insane. It's insane that they had to have like uh, other people order beer to be like, beer yeah. sells. Hmm. <laughs> and people yeah. pay a lot of money for people it. People pay a lot of money <laughs> and they, they don't want the beer that's in front of them. Right. right. We don't just want the Ontario pale ale, Ben. You know yeah. all about that. <laughs> Nobody right? wants that fucking beer. <laughs> well, it's interesting for me, Cass, to hear you say you talked about going to the south and being carded and being like, oh, we're better off in Ontario. Because I would say like a common thread of everything you've done from free our beer to the bar towel to even what you're up to now with uh, a quick beer. It kind of seems to be like a head scratching. You're traveling. You're like, why does everyone else fucking do this better than us? That's kind of your vibe, right? Like, like you just go somewhere else. Like festivals are better here a couple hours away. Like the beer market and, and importing is better here. Like, why can't we just bring some of this back to Ontario, which is kind of the vibe in Ontario. If you get, if you start to scratch the surface a little bit, you're like, why is it so hard to make things just a little bit? Why, why do we fuck up tourism and hospitality so bad when everyone else does it well? Well, you know, it's funny, like I, you know, we've come a long way. Like, I'm not going to say that we haven't. Right. If and, you look at the shit you were writing in 2011, which I did yeah, today, if we've come know, a long way. A long way. And right. there was, I had this idea that I would write a free our beer post that actually outlined all the changes. And then I would like shut the site down because like, there's a lot that, that has happened. That's been positive. You still have and, it. Freearbeer.org. I, I know <laughs> it's still there. Um, and so when I do this travel stuff and I do a quick beer, you know, it's really just about finding, it's almost like incre- incremental things these days, mm-hmm. you know, cause I think a lot of the big picture stuff, like our beer is actually as good as, you know, a, a major U S city, right? Like you can go around to Toronto to the tap rooms and the tap rooms here are just like the tap rooms down in the states um but you know it's just like little things right and so i'm in the midst of editing a video about grand rapids and one of the things that they did during covid was they created what they call the downtown refreshment zone where you could take where they allowed to go cups from bars and you could walk around the streets now if you've ever if you followed the agony that has been going on around the pot, the park drinking in the park pilot in Toronto. Yeah. Like how that happened and how we still are stuck in these ways. And that's across Ontario, right? I don't know a, a jurisdiction here that, that has, has open container drinking mm-hmm. and Grand Rapids just did it. And it's, and it, and yeah. you it's know, I asked hard. around and I'm like, did this cause problems? They're like, no, in fact, not many people even use it. I'm like, I'm just like shaking my head. Yeah. I'm like, come on. Well, drinking drinking in Toronto parks, I, I so literally 10 years ago, because my my oldest just turned 10, I started a petition, like half joking, like at my desk over a lunch break and was like, let's allow beer in Toronto parks. This is a no-brainer. And like, you know, as you do when you're procrastinating from your government job, you fire something mm-hmm. off, you don't think about it. <laughs> I got like 9,000 signatures. And then like within four days my wife went into labor so i was getting media calls I'm like yeah i'm not fucking doing that right now yeah. i'm busy but like it was a thing 10 years ago people were like let's yeah. fucking do this and everyone was behind it and nothing 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 and now that they're trying to do it they're still not getting it right so i don't understand well maybe just like ontario itis like what i don't know what our deal is we struggle with stuff that seems pretty basic in other jurisdictions so I'd be interested to hear, Cass, because I haven't been following it, uh, what's going on at the municipal level with that. All I know, so my I, anecdotal, I drink beer in parks all the time because I live 200 meters from the beach, which is a park. Not only is it a park, it's a park that is swimming in cops and lifeguards mm-hmm. and bylaw officers. And during, I think it was in 2021, um, the uh, council recommended i think was the wording to the toronto police it not to enforce the open container bylaw in parks on the condition that the consuming people were being cool about it you know what i mean they were white well (laughs) top secret (laughs) that was probably uh uh, the subtext see if they're cool 
<laughs> well, but I mean, to to expand on that, the and going back, Ben and I were talking about the fact that I still am involved with rugby. Most Thursday nights, our rugby pitch is in a park. It's Toronto City property. We just have a permit for it. We'll sit around after a training session for like an hour drinking cans of beer sitting on the bleachers and cops from 55 division use the parking lot right next to the stands to do their paperwork before they go back and and punch out and they'll like get out of their cruisers and chat with us about the rugby and like what's they don't care again because we're probably because we're white rugby players but like it feels like the cops have kind of stopped enforcing open container laws anyway well you just fucking narked them on Ontario's favorite beer podcast. Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of guys from 55 listen to beer and bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you said it. I, I don't think there's anything I can say to that, that that isn't already known, which is, you know, I think there's certain types of people that can get away with drinking in parks and there's other types that might get um, hassled, might get hassled for it. Yeah. And, you know, le- technically e-scooters are not allowed on city streets. Right or the bike path, the recreation yeah. trail. If you and prefer, so they're not allowed anywhere. Really, they're not allowed. And, Dude, and people do it. Fuck e-scooters. So, Sorry, is that a pop- yeah. unpopular thing to say? Fuck anyone. Yeah. Anyone who needs scooter, go fuck yourself. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a le- It's an illegal thing that people do, and and it's and they just think that it's okay. Right. And you know, I guess my point about the you know drinking in parks is that I just want it to be okay for everybody. Because yeah. it's because it's not. Yeah, make right. it make so, it written down. Make it an actual law. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. So the beer's not free yet. You still have freeairbeer.org. You've got free's not beer. Beer's not free. Although I haven't done a post in many years. I mean 2011. 2011. 2011. Yeah. So I've got it I mean, open right here. It's been a know, minute. And and the thing that what what what's challenging about it now is that a lot of the issues have gotten more complicated. And I Ben, you can appreciate this. Like you know the keg distribution system hasn't really changed. Mm-hmm. You know the the LCBO importing system and you know the freight stuff hasn't really changed. But that's just those are comp- complex issues, and it's hard to like get a groundswell of stuff around that. Versus like we should have better IPAs, which right. is was something that was very easy to like get out there. Right, harass Great Lakes to get Karma Citra in the LCBO. That was attainable and it got yeah. to happen. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, if I want to if I want to order I, I tried to do this for Indy, order a, a, a few cases of beer from Buffalo right. for a, an event they wanted to do, a cross-border Buffalo-Toronto event. The the freight charge through the LCBO was over $2,000 for like four kegs or something. Yeah, they charge you for a full skid. It's like, I think whether it's a couple of so, bottles or, or so it's, yeah. yeah. So it's like, these things are non-starters, but it's kind of hard to like get that, th- these kind of complexities out into the, you know. Yeah. Sort of and the, I think the other thing is that like, it, there used to be a scarcity of quality beer. So we're always like someday yeah. there'll be a groundswell of so many breweries, this thing has to budge. But I think the opposite has happened is that like, there's so much good beer available now. Like, like, oh, fuck it. The system's fine. Like, I can get beer wherever I want. I can get beer. I can order it right now and have it delivered to oh. my house tomorrow. So, like, people have stopped fighting the fight because it's not hard to get beer anymore. It used to well, be, like, I mean, like fucking the, pain in the ass. The, the, during peak COVID, when I was running the OBDI, the Ontario Beer Delivery Index. Very handy. Very handy. Thank resource. you. Yeah. We could literally get anything from Ontario within a few clicks and it would come right. to our door. Most and, of them are still doing that. It's still yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah, it's still happening. And and the stuff is good. Like I said, I was just in the southern states. I went to tap rooms. I didn't feel, like it was just kind of like I was anywhere. Right. Right. Like it, it you know, they, they 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 weren't the beer wasn't exceptionally different. The 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 atmosphere wasn't sort of, you know, remarkably different. It was just like here. Like our beer has caught up to yeah. to the rest of North America, which is what our, our goal was back in the day when, right. when, you know, sort of, we started all this stuff. Yeah. Um, well, that's so. the other thing that people that give a shit of like, we're fucking old and tired now. <laughs> like, it's just, what's the point? Like, <laughs> well, like, part we, of the- like we talked about it before the show, like Chris used to have a blog. I used to write a lot. I used to try to, you know, well, pitch it. freelance articles and had a who blog. Who does anything? Who does Who's any of that stuff anymore? Shit? Yeah. Who does? Anything? I don't even post photos on Instagram of beer. Really? Yeah. Chris, I, I, Cass, 
as usual, Cass is one step ahead of us. He's already burned out on podcasting. He's moved to video. So I'm going to be five years behind him on that one too. And we video in five years, but like, yeah, we've all just kind of, who's got, well, I just, I just came to the determination that nobody is going to listen to a podcast. Hey, fuck off. Hammering hammering about beer. So now at this point, we're, we're 30 minutes in, we can just say whatever we want because everybody will have tuned out by now. Cock, you know, balls. Uh, oh. <laughs> last week, Jordan St. John and I went almost two hours on my podcast, and it was the most self-indulgent thing. It was just us. Sit- it was a recording of us sitting around having beers together. It had nothing to do with anything. We just talked. So then this week. hear the numbers on that last half of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have no idea. I haven't even looked. What, but how's, then- the, how's the listener curve? <laughs> on that, uh... I don't think it's a curve. I think there's a very steep cliff. I <laughs> think as soon as. You say diacetyl. As <laughs> soon <laughs> Not once. As soon as we started talking about high school band, I think everyone oh except God. for three people just off the cliff. But those three people. I bet they loved it. They, they were engaged. They, they were, were engaged. very engaged. That's why my new my new thing, five minutes max. No, in and out. There's no attention spans anymore. It's in good. and out. It's good. With the podcast, I keep it to an hour and I throw to yeah. our co-host to do it a little bit. We're gonna we'll do that in like five minutes. How about that? Yeah, I got it set up. I'm ready. I'm opening a beer, by the way. Amazing. What are you opening? I actually now? brought two beers with me, so I came prepared. I got a, a a a tester beer or not a tester, but it's it's flight HBC ten nineteen. Drinking low pills, bro. You drinking low? Fills? No, no. What I meant is because it's a <laughs> it's an unnamed hop. It's a it's a oh. a demo beer. Uh, for more details, listen to the Toronto Beer Podcast, uh, season ten, episode fourteen, and podcast an player of your three of your JSJ introspective, or where do we find that? <laughs> no, that was a good. I think that was about a thirty two minute in and out. Uh, this one though, this hop is like it's it's like they decided we need a new england style ipa hop that's better than all the others that just does everything in one it is so peachy like right now the aromas of peach just gushing out of this glass is borderline sexual if you like what you're hearing tune into the toronto <laughs> beer podcast because this is what chris does on his show yeah, we don't yeah. do on ours yeah can we, we move open the sexual talk go... to chris's podcast please? <laughs> <laughs> no i'm keeping it a little blue for ben i keep my podcast very straight and narrow very scientific when i because i will often jump on to instagram when he's live streaming he doesn't even say beer and bullshit he doesn't even want to have, say the sh word no i i'm getting a little freer with shit i did i quoted uh you know the bitten pineapple express when James Franco is explaining the lineage of Pineapple Express. And he's like, you know, it's like when the Northern Lights had a baby with the Amsterdam Kush. And he does that whole bit. And I couldn't remember it. So I looked it up. But it's, of course, laced with swear words. I'm like, oh, oh how am I going to do this? So you're already talking about it. alcohol. You could swear. Yeah, I'm going to open a Canuck. Uh, you, everyone knows what it tastes oh, like. GLB is all around, eh? Ah, yeah. What are you even drinking, Cass? I don't think you said, did you? So I got two, I brought two beers with me. One was Instigator. From our friends at Indy. Nice. And then this one is a Jackalope Brewing Thunder and American Pale Ale, which was what I brought back from my trip down uh, to Nashville. Nice touch. Which is what this was. I I bought a six pack. I had a couple of beers there and I threw the rest in the cooler and brought them home. So that is where I got carded at every tap room. You look pretty young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, <laughs> you're like forty percent gray. But... The gray deages me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Looks like blonde. At this it's it, it, it's contrived. They think it's a wig. Like, oh, <laughs> this guy's clearly trying to get a, get one past he's like, us. He's trying to scam us. Yeah, obviously. I got carded <laughs> when I was in Florida in 2019 or 2018 at a grocery store. I was carded 10 times ago last week. So. In, yeah. Nashville, in Nashville, it's state law. I was in Nashville recently for work and they had to card every person that comes through the door. And I heard, I, I was, I was, I think I said this on a podcast, but I was playing Buck Hunter near the door because Buck Hunter's amazing. And every every woman over a certain age that came in was like, oh, and the bouncer's <laughs> just like, it's the fucking law. I don't actually think you're 19 or 21 or whatever. I'm like, and they all like, oh, thank you. It's so funny. I'm like, nah, it's the law here. <laughs> Do you remember when grocery store sales hit here for the first like week or two, the communication wasn't really clear. And I don't know if it was across the board, but Loblaws was carting everyone and so i had some beer and the guy ahead of me in line had some beer and the guy ahead of me in line might have fought in the war like he was old <laughs> and they carded him and he was like what <laughs> and i was like i know i'm sorry it's just it's policy we have to card everyone he was like 
okay and he like digs his it's driver's like, license he expired in like 1967 <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so Cass, we were neighbors briefly not briefly for quite a while i guess we lived in st we lived we we survived the st Clair west disaster and if we you sure did that reference you've been thanks a lot obama <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> uh are you, you are you still in the area no no i had some uh some life changes yeah um, I live in Oakville now. Oh, okay. We all we but, I miss uh, that entirely. Holy! But I uh, but my uh, I rent my house. Okay. So you've still got so roots in the area. I still got roots. My uh, question was going to be: Is there a place to drink there? Because I remember the sea so supposedly witch, there's a new witch. there's a brewery that opened up on St. Clair West. Oh uh, yeah, the uh, True History. True History, and it looks yeah. like they're it looks like from the people that I trust, their taste seem to think it's awesome. So that's enough for me. Chris, have you been to True History? Because you have to fill in the Oakville and London guys. No, I, I have not I, been. I, I, I want to go. Somebody on Bartel actually posted saying that it was good, and so it looks good. It looks like Czech style. It looks like side pours. It, was, it, was it looks like big foamy pints yeah. in the side pour. So hot right now. So it's what hot. I was hoping for all those years when. We were just going to Pharaoh and yeah. we just you know. fantasize that building could be a bar. That building yeah, could be a bar. That could be something. That could be something. <laughs> okay. Well, what when I, next time I'm in Toronto, you have to go there too. And we'll go <laughs> drink and we'll go drink at St. Clair West and pretend that uh it could have been great. So where are you drinking? Where do you uh you know what's your local these days? What are you drinking these days? What's hot in Oakville? Well, I mean Oakville's tough from a beer scene. I'm not gonna lie. The entire Mississauga, Oakville, Burlington corridor does not have a lot going on. Okay. Um, you know, my someone is so mad right now. There's for sure people punching their car dashboard. <laughs> I like, know. I own a fucking brewery in Oakville. <laughs> well, that one person is the whoever owns Cameron's because that's the only brewery in Oakville. Okay. But it's hard to get to, and they don't really have a tap room. So the best place in Oakville to go to is Beer Town, which is a chain that has numerous locations. Sort of, we got west, one here. I'm aware. You don't have to talk yeah. to me like I live on a fucking farm, Cass. I know stuff. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you moved away from where you live to even further in the suburbs with that big pool that you have. So, <laughs> no, we have a beer town. <laughs> yeah. So, there's a beer town in Oakville, which is the place to go for beer here. Um, but here's, you know, here's the silver lining is that, you know, I like taking transit. My parents still live in Toronto. And so I regularly go downtown to go around Toronto. And now I take the go and I, I head out to Hamilton because it's, I'm halfway in between both cities. So I get out to Hamilton. I was just there a couple of weeks ago. There's Merritt, there's um, all Fair that weather. stuff out there. Yeah. So, you know, Hamilton's cool. That's a real beer scene. Oakville doesn't really have anything. A little beer town's here, which is fine just to stick around. It does. I do feel like I feel a bit disconnected when I'm out here. Yeah. And I'm sure, Ben, maybe you have some of those same feelings being out in London. Like you have your own scene. But like when we were in on St. Clair, like we were like in in the mix. And, uh, you know, I, I do miss sort of being being in the thick of what was what's going on yeah i mean beer as we all know is something best enjoyed locally and fresh right so you kind of stick to what's closest and so mm-hmm. you you totally for, if you're listening to this and you live in downtown toronto man fucking enjoy it because it was it's almost like you took it for granted you could just yeah. walk places and have like world-class beer i remember being in toronto recently and someone was like they lived on the West End and they're like, I never go to Godspeed. It's so far. I'm like, you fucking idiot. It's a streetcar drive. Like, you know, well, you don't know what bar is. You have like world class. You're avoiding because of the streetcar. Then yeah. you'd appreciate this. I remember living on St. Clair West, St. Clair and Bathurst for, for those, for the listeners out there. And thinking that taking the streetcar out to Indy, which is the end of the St. Clair West line, right. was right. too much. I was yeah. like, ah. Oh. Because you'd right. even you might have to take a bus south or because I'd have to take a bus forbid, south walk and a if bit. it's cold, <laughs> I'd have to go <laughs> under the bridge and it's windy. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah. I don't know. I got like there's eight breweries here. I go to three of them. Like and now I'm like, God damn it! I didn't know how good we had it back yeah. in the day. It's yeah. even better now. I haven't lived in Toronto for almost a decade, so 
Anyway, I don't think Toronto beer people need us to big up Toronto. They already think they're the center of the universe. <laughs> and we we're talk pretty about sure we're right. Can we yeah. talk about the London beer, beer scene for a second? Would love to. Yeah, we got shit going on here. Yeah. So can I can I do some breaking news for you? Yeah. You have breaking news about London? I'm Hold on. Yeah. yeah. Are you opening Are you opening a bar here? No, no, nothing okay. even close to that. <laughs> Um, uh, that I'm not sure when this is going to air, so you can cut this out if 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 it airs too late. But a quick beer is coming to London in a couple of weeks, courtesy Amazing. of courtesy of Tourism London, and I'd like you to be a part of it. Fucking yeah, well, yeah, we air on Thursday. We'll air in two days. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so I got so Gavin's in, Steve Rich is in, um, nice. uh, get Nick Justin is in. Starstead. Gotta yeah, get Storm so, State in there. Oh, I know. Well, that's why I gotta leverage Ben. Ben's gotta gotta maybe yeah, yeah. Gotta work some contacts here to get get a few more folks in. Uh, cool. So you're gonna shine a little light on London. We're gonna do a London video. We're gonna do some segments at the at the breweries. Just nice. a little quick hits, and it'd be great for you to be a part of it. And Tourism London stepped up, and they're like, "We want to do it." So they're helping me come to London. And uh, you still. Milking that corporate government teat when you need to have a little beer junk chunk. I like it. That's right. Get on you. Happy, always happy to do it. And you know, one of my, you know, a nice little city in Ontario with some good beer with some good friends. So good uh, scene. Okay. Well, we're we're definitely going to Milos. You probably already knew that. Um, yeah, of course. I'm curious to know if tours in London has any stipulations about where you go or they care, and if the word Labat even came up. No, no stipulations. Fantastic. Okay, I did great. a weekend for Tourism London, maybe in 2016, 2017, around there. And it was the same deal. They had a, a whole list of places that I had to hit a couple of off of that list. But it was easy. It was like Fork River was one. And what's the one that, uh, not too far from me, uh, Toboggan, right? Toboggan Brewing. They were one. It the the scene wasn't quite as 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 hot as it is now, but it was fine. Like yeah, it was it was super cool. And then I got to go places that I wanted to go, which was fun. And actually, a buddy of mine who lives in London went came to Sarnia with me, and we did Refined Fool because they, they it was London and Sarnia. I had stuff yeah, yeah. from mm-hmm. nice beer. And refined beer. Refined Fool makes nice beer. They're mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. And then we hopped across the bridge to some beer place he knew in in uh whatever that town is on the u.s side port something or huron huron thank you and uh <laughs> yeah like brought back a couple hundred bucks worth of beer it was great nice okay we'll cast we're gonna hit we'll hit up anderson the london, yeah. london brewing is 200 meters away from anderson we'll go to Good. milos which is literally shares a wall with beer lab yeah uh, we'll go to forked river the ogs yeah. ontario Oh yeah! All these all these people have been guests on the show, which you obviously Good. have all listened to all the episodes. Uh, and we can check out Dundas and Sons, which I've never gone to because there's a vibe I'm not sure about. We're gonna check it out. Together. Okay, let's check it out. Yeah, yeah let's, let's do it together because I don't know everybody, so I was gonna try to hook you up, hit you up to maybe make some contacts. So we yeah, can, yeah, we can do that. Cool. Okay, we're gonna throw to cast i don't know if you listen to the show but normally we have a little segment on the show called pell's corner because my co-host is usually my friend chris pellerin chris is going to take over i don't know what it is it's questions it's a quiz it's a would you rather but before i kick it over to him i found a 2010 university of toronto magazine interview with you cass enright the beer guy yes i want to know if you think you know when uh, the interviewer Lisa asked you your favorite beer, circa 2010, what do you think you said? Can I guess? Can I guess? Of course, Black Oak Pale Ale. I'm going to say the Black Oak IPA, the double IPA, whatever it was. Oh, uh, yeah. The oh man, what was that? Ten bitter years. Ten bitter years. You are correct. That is that is what you said. Your favorite beer was thirteen yeah. years ago. Good on you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, in 2010, it was a standout for sure. <laughs> that's one of the top. That's one of the top results. If one googles my name, is that really? interview? It's still oh, really? out there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess you know how I found the fucking article. <laughs> yeah. He was using Bing, just by the way. Yeah, I, I binged you. I don't know I how I should feel that the top result you. of of me is something that's 13 years old. But anyway. The picture of you is a lot less gray, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but probably not much changed otherwise. Cassie aged well. 
I appreciate took your blazer that. off. Thank you for saying. You took your blazer off. I feel like mm. you had a blazer for 10 years. For That's topic. why I asked about the video. So <laughs> no blazer tonight. Okay, Chris, should I play the Pels? Yeah, yeah. Give me, can you give me, are you, are you, do you have the song I told you? Or are you just going to give me Pels? Did you tell me a song? No, I've got Pels Corners theme music. Throw it in there. That's fine. Okay. He worked hard on this. <laughs> every week he says he's going to update it. Someday, yeah, every week. I know. Okay, Chris. I'm handing over the reins. This is unheard of. You don't even have sleeves on. This seems sketchy. This is a little little segment I like to call Shry's Hook, which is uh, Hook is Dutch for corner. Uh, I thought it was funny at the time. (laughs) Friends, this is a little quiz game. It's going to be head to head. Ben Johnson, Cass Enright. We're putting your totally nothing to do with beer trivia uh, brains to the test tonight with uh, with five questions, but there's some bonuses in there. For the okay. sake of this quiz, this will make sense in a minute. When we talk about a nation, we're talking about countries as recognized by the United Nations. Okay, so like the 193 or so that are recognized. I don't care. Heavy. I've had three beers. What is happening right now? I don't care about <laughs> West Dirk Durkistan. Like I'm sure they're wonderful people, but they're not a country. Okay. You just need to bear that in mind. Apologies to my largest listening demographic in Dirk Dirk Durkistan. Uh, West Dirk Durkistan. There is a theme to this quiz, and it will be exposed in the first question. For the sake of this quiz, the first person to answer correctly wins. But if you answer incorrectly, you can't just guess again. The other person can take their time. So we have to jump in. We have to interrupt each other. So we like, we just... Okay. Yeah, Speak. and we're gonna we're gonna trust Zoom's algorithm Bandai. to identify who started talking first. Okay. Oh, and I am the final. I'm gonna say well, and then I'm gonna think about the answer. <laughs> it's like buzzing in in Jeopardy. <laughs> and there's the answer. Uh, okay. Everyone, any any questions? Everyone comfortable with this? There's no prize. Just to warn you. Okay. Question number one. The theme for this whole quiz tonight is vexillology. What are we talking about in this quiz? Vexillology. I believe that is uh, the study of uh, penal rashes. Incorrect. Flags. It is flags. Cass gets a point. I think he Googled. I think he was typing away there. He might have. He fucking Googled. I didn't say no Google. And especially uh, if you're not the first person to answer, not bad. Incidentally, if, flags. if wow. he Googled it, I would have expected him to say the, the study of flags and crests because it's both. Okay. We I'm are talking. Save this. Note that I didn't say flags and crests. It just said flags. So take that for what it is. I can't believe this riveting topic didn't make your three hours of Jordan St. John. <laughs> You'll love it. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. This one's awesome. Question number two, which country's flag features an eagle? Perched on a cactus, devouring a snake. Uh, I thought this one was easy. You yeah, said no, country. I... Yeah, there. I think all of these are country flags. Yeah, oh. all country. I know city flags. I'm not going to Google because that's just cheating. Uh, it would also be a hard one to Google. A flag featuring eagle perched on cactus eagle. devouring. I mean, you just literally said the proper Google search term to get the answer. It's not that hard. I don't hear any typing. No, I'm not going to cheat. Uh, okay, it's obviously hot. It's obviously arid. Yeah. Eagle, eagle cactus. Feels so, so like Arizona to me. You're in the right neighborhood. But you said it's a country? Or yeah, it's a country. Yeah. Mexico? Yeah, Mexico. Cass is kicking the crap out of you, Ben. I'm sorry to say it. I feel like we should all, we should know what Mexico's flag looks like. It's got that big stupid picture in the middle that's really hard to discern what's going on. By the way, what's going on is it's an eagle perched on a cactus devouring a snake. And incidentally, it was a prophecy for where the Aztecs were going to found their city, which is now Mexico City. It was where they found an eagle perched on a cactus. You get the point. Okay. This one's got some bonus points involved, but we're going to address the, the, the main question first, which is every national flag's dimensions are what's known as quadrilateral, which is to say four sides, four corners, except one. One nation's flag is not quadrilateral. What, what nation is it? I feel like it's like the pointy bent. Pen- uh-huh. Okay. It's two triangles. Yeah. Um... Trinidad? 
No, good, no. good guess. Good guess. Triangulars. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got some editing work to do tonight. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. No, no points on that one. It's Nepal, and the shape of the flag mirrors the Himalayas. Do you guys not oh. pay attention to flags at all? Is that not even a little bit. Are you kidding? Flags. <laughs> Do you want I me to ask this was you a podcast about beer? Yeah. Does Pell's <laughs> Corner ever talk about beer? No, it's like it's always a would you rather. Would you rather a test yeah. about beer or yeah, flags? That. <laughs> Am I the asshole that I don't actually I didn't know the Pell's Corner reference when I when it was no, in the it's fine. Today. If you don't listen to the show, you wouldn't get it. Chris will do a would you rather or a quiz or something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last week I think it was like if you had three wishes, what would you wish? I I'm I'm not sure if I edited it out or not because I was like, you're really mailing it in this week. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you, I haven't listened to last week's ep yet. I'm very sorry to say. I mean, this next one got I hope you can get this one. Uh Canada. Two, oh two, good guess, but wrong. Uh <laughs> The flags of Australia and New Zealand are notoriously very similar. They're different, like you can tell, but they're very, very, very similar flags. Can we agree on this fact? Oh, my God. Yeah. The one has the thing and the other one has the other thing. Well, the thing is what they both have in common is they have a Union Jack in the Canton, which is the upper left corner. They have a, a royal blue field, which is the flag itself. And then they both feature, but in different representations, this constellation uh the bear one that would be ursa major is that it incorrect that is not visible in the southern hemisphere (laughs) what the fuck is this what Uh, is this podcast cast i'm sorry i don't know are you familiar with the you're so the big dipper is in ursa major it's the most known constellation in the northern hemisphere the southern hemisphere has one too i mean guys i graduated school 25 years ago i mean what am i doing here the stars have been there for millennia when did you graduate flag class (laughs) no one fucking took except since when did i did i have to do a test on the people who are listening right now are screaming at you this one's easy guys it's the southern frost the southern cross it's their big dipper why are you so i was gonna say the big dipper but i couldn't i I, it just slipped my mind and better i didn't know what it was called i didn't know it was was wrong yeah uh well the last one's gonna be real hard guys i'm sorry i'm sorry to report well i've Uh, already won right because i got two out of five ben cannot win at this point yeah this one's worth five this this one's one's worth five five points this one's worth five points and i'll give hints if necessary I'm going to uh, mute while, so you don't hear me typing into Google. <laughs> Flags, obviously, uh, uh, very, very colorful items for the most part. <laughs> You'll be unsurprised to know that red, white, and blue, or we should say red, white, or blue, feature in a lot of national flags, which is actually to say one of those colors features in every single national flag except one. One national flag does not have red, white, or blue. Does anyone want to take a guess without a hint? It's Nepal because they're two orange triangles representing the mountains of uh, the Big Dipper. That was an interesting guess, but it's also incorrect. Nepal has all three. So they're like the UK (laughs) and America for that. Uh, No red, white, or blue? What about Brazil? Brazil? No, Brazil has blue. Also some white. Yeah. Isn't Brazil just green and yellow? Where have I been my whole life? And blue. Promise. Oh, yeah. There's a big blue ball in the middle of them. <laughs> kind of looks like so, the flag. Okay. First of all, you're like, your vibe is like, how do you not fucking know flags? No one knows flags. I don't know where you're coming from. We didn't study this shit in my school. You're like, I went to an alternative public school. So that might have something to do with this. Right. I did math and English, and you're doing fucking flags and constellations. <laughs> No guesses, no guesses. This is a popular vacation spot for people in North America. Somewhere in the Caribbean? Yes, sir. Somewhere in the Caribbean. Uh, a lot Dominican of people Republic. madly typing right now. I know. Dominican Republic has red, white, and blue. Oh, I got it. Jamaica. Yeah. Yes, it is Jamaica. Jamaican me crazy with this <laughs> quiz. The Thank good news Chris. is we're done. That was the five questions. Oh, Cass funny. wins three nothing. I don't know if I'm happier that Ben lost or sadder that there was two questions that went unanswered. We'll study our flags for we the follow-up should. podcast. Well, I here's a fun fact. Today, I guess. There's a guy who lives down the street from me 
And it's a very popular route for kids walking to the public elementary school that my son goes to. And every day he posts a new flag with the country name in his window. And so the kids Hmm. learn flags and I walk my kid to school often. I thought I might know something about flags. I don't. I'm clearly not retaining any. You're not absorbing that. (laughs) That neighbor of yours is a vexillologist, which is really hard to say. But he's getting an ointment for it and he'll be fine soon. It'll clear right up. (laughs) And the good news is because he's doing it behind the window, your kids can't get it. (laughs) That's the flag is a big distraction. Well, Cass, thank you for coming on the show. I uh, thank you guys. It's good to see you, man. I, I we we've been talking about getting together for drinks either in London or Toronto forever. It's good to know you have a reason. To well, actually now it's out. happening. Yeah, okay, because good. I'm coming. I'll send you the details because it's booked. Trip is is confirmed, and okay. tickets are booked. Amazing. I'm okay. taking the train in, and so uh, I can meet you wherever, you whenever it's convenient. For right you. on that couch, if you like. It's about <laughs> two feet shorter than you, but you'll be fine. <laughs> okay well good to see you man and we'll talk soon chris thanks for stepping in as a co-host and you know really shit in the bed on pell's corner i I never thought pell's corner was hard to do but you proved it can go off the rails i thought i kept it very much in the pell's corner wheelhouse myself i would love to hear if there's someone out there who just crushed that maybe there's a person out there who understands flags the way chris schreier does and they're just punching their ipod and ipod is that a thing <laughs> to be honest with you if they're into flags they're probably listening on my yeah, iPod. the flag the vexiologists are also ipod people for sure <laughs> all right thanks gentlemen it's good to see you both talk soon you too thanks guys Bye. 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 guys Bye.